Hey y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing, and great. And we are now in part four, and I believe the conclusion to our current series. I do wanna invite you to go back and listen to the other three if you haven't already done that, because we really are jumping right in where we left off, uh, my friends, okay? So we are in Matthew chapter eight. We are at a verse, where did we leave off? So I'll give you a short recap. Verse 18, and when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Right? We talked about that, that just from what he said, teacher, instead of calling Jesus Lord, that we know the scribe doesn't actually believe in Jesus. Right? And if you come to Jesus boasting yourself, which is what he just did, he said, I will follow you wherever you go. Right? And he waits to do this till there's a big crowd. You know, Jesus never did anything for show. In fact, there's many times that as soon as he saw a crowd starting to build, to build that he would heal a person and send them on their way so that it, they wouldn't be made a spectacle of. He's not about making spectacles, my friends. He's about your heart. He's about healing you. He's about taking care of you. Hallelujah. So he says, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Essentially like, really? Do you really think you're going to follow me wherever I go? He's calling him out on his boast, my friends. Why? Because he loves him and he wants this man to see your efforts will never be good enough. You need to see me as your savior. Receive me as your savior. Then, then after, only after this exchange, another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. So for some reason, he hears what happens with this other exchange and he decides to apply it to himself. But Jesus didn't tell him to. Right. And we can do that sometimes. Right. It's like we, we are we are in our lane. We are following Jesus. We're listening to his word. Right. We're 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 doing what he tells us to do. And then all of a sudden we kind of get derailed. We hear something the wrong way or we take it the wrong way or we start letting ourselves go back on decisions that that we made while we were alone with Jesus. My friends, when you are having your alone time with Jesus, when you are in his word, right? That is when you are most yourself. That is when we hear from him the most clear, clearly. That is when those are the decisions that we can trust. But you know what happens sometimes? We make decisions knowing, okay, this is, Lord, I feel like you're leading me to make this decision. And then we get up, we leave that, that quiet space, that time we go about, we start seeing, oh, we see this that's happening over there. This is happening over here. This, oh, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to change my mind. But the problem is where our eyes are. They're no longer on Jesus. That's exactly what happened for this poor fellow, right? I can relate to him. Not too long ago, I had to make a very difficult decision, but I knew it was the Lord's decision. Can I tell you something? We don't, it's not necessarily so much about looking for what's right and wrong, but for what brings life or death, right? Jesus didn't say, I came to give you rules and laws and more rules and more laws. 
He said the devil came to still kill and destroy. The devil comes to bring death in your life. My friend, a death shows up in many different ways. Death shows up in the destruction of relationships. Death shows up in, in, in the lack of finances. Death, definitely sickness, pain in your body, that's death begun. Okay, I don't think, oh man, I'm going to die from this cold, but it's a lack of life. Okay, Jesus don't play around with none of it. Joey says the devil brings that. My friend, people are celebrating death right now. Celebrating it. Some holiday that it's, they're actually celebrating death on one hand and then claiming to be Christians on the other. But Jesus don't have nothing to do with death. He overcame death. And so he said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. Sometimes it just makes it so much easier when you come to Jesus and say, Jesus, what, what is going to bring life to this situation? What is going to bring life? Amen. But this man, he comes, he says, then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. So I'm telling you, he got caught up in what was right and wrong. What was good or bad? The tree of the knowledge of good or evil, right? Under their customs, he should go and bury his father. But Jesus tells him something kind of strange, right? Doesn't Jesus know the law? Doesn't Jesus know the customs? But he looks at him, but Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now, I, I, I told y'all that I used to hear that and see it, hear it more like, hey, hey, you, you follow me, right? Like so demanding, so harsh. I don't, I don't even know how to do it, right? <laughs> hey, you follow me. Let the dead bury their own dead, right? I'm sure some airmen that used to work for me when I was in the military, they could tell you I could sound pretty harsh and demanding, but thank the Lord for all his grace since then. <laughs> Anyhow, hey, you follow me. Let the dead take care of themselves, basically, right? So demanding. But wait a minute, is that who our Jesus is? No, that's why we had all these beautiful scriptures that we've gone through. It even says in Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So I believe because Jesus is near to the brokenhearted, that he actually came and embraced this man, looked him right in the eyes so he can see the riches of Jesus' grace and mercy and love and tells him, follow me. This is a reminder. He's gently reminding him. He's bringing him to life instead of death. Follow me. Follow life. Let the dead take care of their own dead. I think I closed off last time by saying, does that mean Jesus doesn't want us to grieve? Jesus doesn't want us to mourn or be involved with funerals? Of course not. He went to the tomb of Lazarus four days after he was dead. And the Bible says it's the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. There you go. Memorize that. You've got a scripture. Jesus wept. And it says the Jews responded how he must have loved this man. So if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which we know, and Jesus wept at a funeral, then we know the real issue here was not just this man going back to bury his father. I believe it lies in why the man made this decision. He didn't come and ask Jesus this until after he heard what happened with the other man, the other man who doesn't even believe in Jesus. 
See, my friends, sometimes, actually most of the time, when we make decisions based on our faith, it can look foolish and silly to the world. To unbelievers, to people who don't believe in Jesus, they won't understand the decisions that you make because you're making them trusting in a God who they don't trust in. Follow me, he says. Don't worry about all that. Yeah, some people might criticize you. I get criticized a lot by my family, not my husband, of course. But, uh, you know, I experience persecution. People think I'm crazy, but guess what? I'm the one living the good life. Right? My husband and I are enjoying that abundant life that Jesus said he came to give to us. I'm enjoying his peace and his joy. I'm enjoying his wisdom. I'm enjoying, you know, I love it when he tells me to make a decision and at the time it doesn't make sense. But then after the fact, later on, it's like, oh, wow. I am so glad we did that. And we see where it, it saved us from some, some uh, hurt or pain or, or something. And, or on the other hand, we, we end up being so blessed by my friends, things that we couldn't possibly know, right? We don't know the future. So Jesus says, don't try to figure it all out. Just follow me. Just follow me. And let the dead bury their own dead. His family did not believe in Jesus. They didn't believe in him. And he knew that if they went, he went back there, he's going to get tangled up in that unbelief. And he's going to miss out on a greater miracle. And you say, Charlie, how do you know that they didn't believe? Well, that's why Jesus calls them dead for one. He's saying they're spiritually dead. So let the spiritually dead who don't care about him bury their own dead. You stay here with me. So how do I know that? Why is the man dead? Do you remember what happened just a few scriptures before this on the same day? It was the same day when evening had come. They brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. He healed all who were sick. Now remember my friends, I said he didn't heal everyone in Israel. He healed all who came to him. Jesus is a gentleman. God respects your free will and your right to choose so much, my friends. He will let you choose death for yourself if that's what you want. It's not what he wants. It's not his desire. It's not what he wants to see in your life. He paid to give you life. He came to bring you life. But if you refuse it, if you slap his hand away and say, I don't need you. I don't believe in you. I'm doing all right. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to celebrate death. He will let you. God respects our free will and our free choice, my friends. He wants relationship with you. He doesn't want robots. Could you imagine trying to be in a relationship with someone and they had no choice but to spend time with you, to hang out with you, to tell you things they liked about you and it just came out so, I like being with you. (laughs) You know, like, no, this is a relationship. So Jesus healed all. Why didn't this man come for his healing? So remember, my friends, there's two things about about the time of this day in the Jewish culture I want to tell you about. One is 
They buried the dead the same day they died. It's very hot there. Bodies start decomposing very quickly. Unfortunately, even in, in, in an air-conditioned environment, my friends, once the spirit is gone, it's gone. Remember, this, this body, though God cares about it, this is just a shell. The, the Bible actually calls it a tent that your spirit and your soul are living in. Your spirit, once you receive Christ, is never going to change again. That's how it's sitting in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. You will get a perfected soul and body. Now, God still calls this body your temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Think of that. He doesn't say it's like a temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he tells us to treat it as such. Your body. Your physical body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, unfortunately, I've been in the presence of someone who just died. And even in an air-conditioned room, in a matter of minutes, that person didn't look the same anymore. My friends, the body begins decomposing so quickly. So they buried people on the same day that they passed away. So this man's father must have died that day. And you say, well, Charlie, maybe they were too far away to get to Jesus. But how did he know his father was dead? They didn't have phones. He didn't just get a text message and go, oh, Lord, I need to go bury my father. No, they had what I like to call shoe leather express, right? That's what we used when we were growing up. You wanted to go somewhere, you put on those shoes. And you took the Shoe Leather Express and you walked yourself there. Of course, back then they had the Sandal Leather Express, right? The most common means of travel was walking. So for this man to know that his, da his dad has died and still needs to be buried means they were within walking distance of Jesus. Why didn't he come to be healed? Now, this isn't in the Bible. But I imagine it was something like this because this man does believe in Jesus. He calls him Lord. And he ran home. Hey, Dad, you gotta come see Jesus. You know, you know, Aunt, you know, uh, Aunt Aunt Lucy, he just healed her back. Yeah, her broken back. She's up walking around. You know, Jorge? Yeah, how how he had leprosy, he he healed him. His fingers and, and toes have grown back. Dad, come on, come on, he can heal you. Oh, son, you're crazy. You're crazy. That's not possible. No, I don't, I don't need healing. Just leave me alone. I'm just going to rest here. Mom, help me. We got to convince dad to come see Jesus. He's healing people. Oh, son, I don't think that's for us. We can't afford it. Plus, remember, remember what your dad used to do. Um, I don't think God's going to want to heal him. He committed that sin way back when. Mom, he's healing everyone, everyone who comes to him. He heals them all, but they didn't go. They didn't go. And Jesus knew how hard that already was on this disciple that he loved. And he didn't want him to get sucked back into that. And he knew why he just made this decision. He changed his mind from a previous decision not to go. So he says, follow me. This is a gentle reminder. He's saving him. 
Not only that, my friends, but you know what happened right after this? Now when the very, listen, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. They followed him into that boat. This man followed him into that boat. And you know what happened because he did? Instead of going back to a world of unbelief and losing out on, on the destiny and the purpose and the goodness and the blessings, the desires that the Lord had for him, he could have lost all that. Instead, listen what happens. He followed them into the boat and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But Jesus was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you with little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds in the sea and there was a great calm. So the men marveled saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? My friends, this is the first time Jesus did this. This is very early in Jesus's ministry. These disciples are still learning who he is. They, they don't know yet that he's the son of God. Jesus didn't want this man to miss out on experiencing this great miracle and this great revelation of who he was. He knew it would be foundational to who this man was going to become. For those of you that grew up with the teaching of this passage like I did, does that time kind of change your mind? Even if you've never heard it before, I know that you can feel God's love for this man. And as we see and feel his love for others, my friends, it opens our eyes to see how much he loves us. That's repentance every single time. Every fresh encounter with his love. That's repentance. Jesus wasn't trying to demand from this man. He was saving him and setting him up for a greater miracle, for a greater life. Sometimes he asks us to do things that seem hard at the time, but he always does it out of a spirit of love, my friends, because that's who he is. He does it rich in mercy. He does it out of that great love with which he loves us, out of the greatness of his grace. And it is always to our good. And if he has put something on you for a time that seems like a demand, know that he has already sent the supply. He always supplies what we need to carry out whatever it is he's asking us to do before he ever asked us to do it. We look to the heavens like Jesus, right? Who had a few tiny fish and loaves and thousands of people to feed. He could have looked at it and said, what, really? There's no way. Instead, he looked to the heavens and saw his supply from the hands of his loving father and said, thank you. He blessed the food and said, thank you for what he did have. And it became enough to feed thousands. Hallelujah. Oh, my friend, I don't know about you, but I preach myself happy. Oh, we are finally wrapping this up. I hope this was a good and nourishing word to you, my friend. 
and that um, it has taken you to a deeper uh, level of understanding God's grace and goodness and who Jesus is. And I encourage you, my friends, to, to read the Gospels from this perspective. Read the whole Bible, understanding that God is rich in mercy. He's abounding in riches of grace. And he has great love for you. When we come to the word, we're coming to Jesus. And that's what we should see. Hallelujah, my friends. Oh, hallelujah. If you are listening today and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to do that right now. My friend, he wants to save you. He wants to take you from being like these who were dead and make you alive in himself. Hallelujah. Just say this quick prayer with me. Say, Daddy God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to be my Lord and Savior. I believe that he took all my sins. I am completely forgiven. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a beloved child of, of you. Heaven is my home. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 All right, my friend. Welcome to the family of God. God loves you. Jesus loves you. We love you. We're so grateful for you. I would love to hear from you. Uh, uh, reach out to me, please, at gracegang20 at gmail.com. That's also in the episode details because I'd love to send you a free gift just to welcome you to God's family and um, to help you grow and your understanding of how much he loves you. Amen, my friends. All right, we did it. We finished this series. I hope it was worth it for you. It was worth it for me. I've certainly enjoyed our time together. Thank you for joining together uh, with me to come to Jesus, how he treasures, how he treasures every moment you spend with him. My friend, how he loves you, how he cares for you. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, my friends, till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.